Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1. We're talking about uh, the creative power of words and uh, your ability to speak and to declare. But we learn from the Scripture here in Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God said it, and it was. God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. So in verse uh, 3, God said, and in verse 4, God saw. Well, when God spoke it into being, it was. Now let's go on down to verse uh, 9. And God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. God said it, and it was so. In verse 10, and God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of waters called he sees, and God saw that it was good. So in verse 9, God said it. In verse 10, God saw it. Verse 11, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass, and the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. God said it, and it was so. In verse 12, and the earth brought forth grass, and the herb yielding seed after its, his kind, and the tr uh, tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. God said it in verse 11. God saw it in verse 12. What God says, God saw. Praise God. God is a creator. Now let's go on to verse 14. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of heaven to divide the day from night and let them be for signs and for seasons and days and years. Now let's go down to verse 18. To rule over the day and over the night and to, and to divide the light from the darkness and God saw that it was good. In verse 14, God said it. In verse 18, God saw it. Verse 19, in the evening and the morning were the fourth day and God said... Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life and the fowl uh, and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great wells and every living creature that moveth uh, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. God said it in verse 20 and God saw it in verse 21. Verse 22, and God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas. Let the fowl multiply in the earth, and the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And verse 24, and God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and the beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. God said it, and it was so. In verse 25, and God made the beast of the earth after his kind and the cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. God said it, and God saw it. So we see the creative power of God, and we see how God created the heavens and the earth. It says that God said it, and God saw it. So God, in his creative power, spoke it 
into existence. Now let's go to verse 28. And God said, Let us make man in our image and after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. God said it. God saw it. God said, Let us make man in our image, and after our likeness. Let them have dominion. A dominion there in the Amplified Version says, let them have complete authority. So God gave unto man complete authority. But he created man in his image and after his likeness. Now we know from John chapter 4 and verse 24 that God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is a spirit. Then he created man in his image and after his likeness. And if God is the spirit and he created man in his image, then man must be a spirit being. You and I are spirit beings. We have a soul, which is our mind, our will, and our emotions. But we, and we live in a body, but we are primarily a spirit. God created man in his image as a spirit being who has the ability to relate with God, have a personal relationship with God, unlike animals, unlike uh, the fish of the sea and the fowl of the air. God created man in his image and after his likeness. He said unto man, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it, have dominion over it. So God gave man when I say man, he's talking about in the context, of course, he said male and female created he them. We're in, uh, referring to humanity. So God created man in his image and after his likeness with the ability to have dominion and authority. And the primary way that you exercise authority is through your words. On any level, if it has to do with your job, if you're a supervisor on your job, then you have to exercise dominion or authority through your words. It may be in writing, it may be verbal, but nevertheless, you have to exercise authority through words. And so God spoke His Word, and when He spoke it, it was. God said it, and it was. When you speak, because you're created in the image of God and you have been given authority in the earth by God, you can exercise your authority through the spoken word. Speak the word. Say what God says. Well, obviously, before God said it, he saw something. He had a vision. He had a, a, a dream or a vision that he wanted to implement, that he wanted to happen, and because he saw it, he said it, but obviously he believed it when he said it, because when he said it, it was, and God saw it. The Holy Spirit spoke a phrase to me, uh, uh, I don't know, a couple of years ago. He said, when you say what you see, then you'll see what you say. When you say what you see, then you will see what you say. 
In other words, you have to, once you see something by the Holy Spirit, or you know this is the hope, this is the dream, this is the desire, this is what God has placed in my heart, this is what I believe that I can do, then when you believe it in your heart, when you see it by the Spirit of God, then you say it out of a heart of faith, and you shall have what you say. Praise God. God said it because he believed it, and it was. When you believe in your heart what you can see by the Spirit of God, uh, first of all, of course, there are certain promises in God's Word and what God has promised you can uh, have realized in your life, but it starts by faith. You can uh, believe it in your heart, say it with your mouth, and you'll see it with your eyes. Well, the same is true if the Holy Spirit speaks a word to you and gives you vision and increases your vision, then you can see that thing. You believe it, praise God. You say it with your mouth, and you'll see it with your eyes. But you have to see it in your heart and say it with your mouth in order to see it with your eyes. So it takes faith in life to exercise the dominion and the authority that God has given to you. Now let's go over to the New Testament in the book of Hebrews, and we'll go to Hebrews 11. In verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So he tells us what faith is, how faith works. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So God had a dream. He had a desire. He had a vision. But he put substance to his hope. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. If you have a hope, you have a dream, you have a desire, you have a vision, you have to put some substance to your hope. And faith is the substance. He believed in his hope. He believed in his dream. And you too, in the same way, because you are a spirit being, Created in the image of God, you have to put some substance to your dream. Put some substance to your hope by believing that your dream can and will be fulfilled. So faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. God didn't see it naturally. He saw it in his heart, saw it in the spirit. And he spoke it and believed it, and it was. Praise God. Your faith is the evidence of things that you don't see. When you don't see it in the natural, you have to believe beyond what you see. In order to do something new or to, to see a dream fulfilled in your heart that you've never seen before, that you've never done before. Praise God. you got to believe something beyond what you see. Faith is a evidence of things not seen. So I believe he had some evidence when he was speaking. He had evidence that what he believed he was going to also see in the natural. So your words are creative. There's a creative element in words. I mean, if, an, if a builder, an architect is going to, uh, to build a building, what does he do first? He gets, he gets a vision. He puts that vision or that dream on paper. He draws lines. He puts dimensions on those lines. And, and he is a, a designer. God is a designer. He's creative. But also, he's a performer. Now, some people can dream. Some people can envision. But some people won't put that together. So it's not enough just to dream a dream. You have to have faith to exercise your dream. You have to build your dream. You have to do something with what you believe in your heart. Speak your dream. 
Speak your vision. And then act upon your vision. Do something with what you believe. Now here he says that uh, it's the substance of things hoped for. So just like an architect, he'll draw it on paper and, and he puts that together and then he may uh, draw a picture of it and paint the picture or then they may build a model because that model can give you even a clearer vision of what the finished product is to look like. But then somebody has to go out there and build it. It takes, a faith, it takes faith from the beginning. It takes faith to finish. In your life, it takes faith to start. It takes faith to finish. There's faith all in between. Praise God forever. We walk by faith and not by sight. So you see it in your heart, and if you'll say what you see, then you'll see what you say. God is a performer. Now let's go on in verse 2. For by it, speaking of faith... For by faith the elders obtained a good report. Now in this uh, chapter, there's a list of different ones who did something by faith. They walked by faith. And so God put them in what we call the hall of faith. So people again and again operated by faith and supernatural things occurred. Well, if they had to walk by faith and they had to have faith in order for the supernatural to happen in their life, then you have to have faith for the supernatural to work and operate in your life. Then in verse 3, it says, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed, how? By the Word of God. Now, in looking at uh, Genesis chapter 1, we saw very clearly that the worlds were framed, how? By the Word of God. God spoke His Word, and it was. What He said is what happened. And I can assure you as well, what you say is what's going to happen. You can really speak and frame your world. God framed the world through words. Here it says, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made from things which do appear. My question to you today is, what are you framing your world with? What kind of words are framing your world? What kind of words are you saying that creates your future? Because... Your words are producing either death or life. We looked at a verse of Scripture in Proverbs chapter 18. It says, death and life are in the what? Power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So you're eating the results of your words every day of your life. Your life today is a product of your words yesterday and last week and last month and last year. So what you're doing is you're framing your world. I mean, if an architect, you know, draws the plans and then they give it to a contractor and they go out on the job site and they begin to uh, uh, lay out the building and then they, you know, initially it doesn't look like a whole lot is going on. Not much is happening. And, and you know, because most things are on the ground and it's not real visible to most people. But then when the uh, framing starts to happen, the, the, the house or the building goes up real quickly. It looks like, wow, yesterday it wasn't there, and now in a few days uh, uh, you, you've got a building. It looks like some frame, something is visible there. 
And then, of course, you know, you wrap that up and work starts going on on the inside and it doesn't look like a whole lot is going on to most people who are just driving by. But something is being framed. Something is being put together. A lot of things are happening for that building to come to a place where it's a finished product. And in life, it may not look like to some people much is going on. But if you're walking by faith, there's things that are being framed. Things are coming together. The picture is becoming clearer and clearer. And if you'll keep saying what you believe in your heart, you'll see that it will be realized in your life. In other words, you'll be able to see it in the natural, what you've seen in your heart, what you've envisioned in your heart. But you've got to believe it enough to say it and stay with it until it is realized it is a finished product in your life. Some things are kind of like a faith project. I mean, you're walking by faith, and all of life is a life of faith, but some things in your life is like a faith project. You're working on this thing right now. And when you get that finished, then you can start on something else. Some people, they spread their faith out too much. Just get real focused with your faith. What do you believe? What do you believe God is doing in your life? What do you believe God will perform in your life? Focus your faith on that thing and finish it out. Be a finisher. Don't just start something and not finish, but be a finisher. When God puts something in your heart, see it through to its end. God framed his world by his words. And you're framing your world by your words. What you say is what you're going to have. So if you don't like what you have, change what you're saying. If your life today is a product of the words that you've been speaking, then you ought to consider or perhaps reconsider what you're saying. What is happening in my life? What's going on in my life? I'm framing my world, so I want to frame it the way God wants it. Well, first of all, you start doing what we talked about last week. We talked about the word confession. In the New Testament, the word confession means to say the same thing. In the Greek, it's homologio, which is uh, to speak the same or to say the same or to say the same thing that God says. So you get some scriptures out of the New Testament. I would advise you to get some scriptures on who you are in Christ like 2 Corinthians 5, 17, and just begin to say what God says about you. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. If you see yourself as a new creation, then you're not seeing yourself the way perhaps your mother said you were, or the way your daddy said you were, or the way your uh, grandma said you were, or the way uh, other relatives say, said you were. Now, if they said good things about you and spoke good words over you, wonderful, thank God for it, and that would be an encouragement to you, and it would cause you to believe in yourself. But if they didn't, which in most cases, there were at least some words that were spoken over you that didn't edify you or build you up or encourage you. So you've got to rethink your life. You've got to see yourself differently from the way you were. 
Maybe sometimes your environment uh, uh, influenced your life, and in, in all of our lives, our environment did influence our life. Perhaps your school, perhaps different teachers or friends or re- uh, relations that you had, uh, you, uh, I- I- you took in words that they spoke or the attitudes that they have because your associations influence the way you think. Your associations influence the way you talk. Your associations influence the way you walk or the way you carry yourself. So in life, you have to kind of re-gear. You have to rethink your life and see yourself the way God sees you. He sees you as a new creation in Christ. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that I should walk in them. God's created me for a purpose. God has a destiny. Good works that He has prearranged. He has foreordained. He has planned some good things for your life. And so if you see that you're God's workmanship, you're created in Christ Jesus under good works, that He has ordained, that you walk in them, He has a plan and a purpose for your life, see yourself in Christ Jesus. I'm created for this destiny. I'm created for this purpose. I'm created because God loved me and created me for a divine purpose. And then you are able to see yourself uh, that way and see that if you're created for that purpose, then surely you can do it. You know, many times people uh, don't see themselves the way God sees them. And so therefore, they're at a, they're at a disadvantage. They, they gauge themselves by what people have said what the environment, people have spoken about them. And and they see themselves according to that rather than what God said. Well, I'd rather identify myself with Jesus than with people. Now, I love people and appreciate people. And if I can learn from people, I want to gain anything I can from them. But if it comes between you and God, I've already made up my mind who I'm going to side in with. I've made up my mind I'm going to side in with God. I'm going to side in with His Word. I'm going to agree with God, and I'm going to say what He says about me. Now, I choose to say what God says about you. As a pastor, I have to believe in people. I have to believe that God is working in their life because sometimes I see them at their worst. They expose things to me that they may not even expose to other people. But I believe that God is at work in them to will and to do of His good pleasure. Praise God. If God can work in anybody, He can work in you. If God is created for a divine destiny and a divine purpose, then you need to agree with God and say what God says about your life. Praise God. Can you say amen? amen. Say what He says. Now, here in verse 3 again, it says, For through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made from things which do appear. The things that you see were not made from things which do appear. Simply saying, the things that you see were not made from things that you see. Now, let me read it to you out of the Weymouth's translation. For through faith we understand that the worlds came into being and still exist at the command of God. The world came into being and still exists. So, not only did it come into being, but Colossians says all things consist by the Word of God. All things are held together by the Word of God. God spoke it into existence 
and it still holds together by the living Word of God, the creative Word of God Himself. It still exists at the command of God so that what is seen does not owe its existence to that which is visible. What you see did not come from the visible. Moffat says, It is by faith we understand that the world was fashioned by the Word of God, and thus the visible was made out of the invisible. The visible was made out of the invisible. Berkeley says, By faith we understand that the universe was created at God's command, so that what we now see was made out of what, we, what cannot be seen. So the things that you see, everything that you see, was created out of something that cannot be seen. God took his creative word, spoke it into existence, and this earth came into being, this world came into being. Now, everything that we make out of the earth, of course, came from the earth. But it has its origin in God. God spoke it, and it was. We read it in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 1. He said, light be, and light was. He said, firmament be, and firmament was. Everything he said is what happened. He said it concerning the animal creation, and it was. He said concerning man, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And if man is created in the image of God, being a spirit, being God is a spirit, you are a spirit, and God created you as a speaking spirit, the ability to speak. Glory be to God. And so there's creative power in your words. Why is it? that a person's emotional state is a result of their words or perhaps the results of someone else's words. They allowed someone else's words to influence their emotions, to influence their mind. And it happens to people all the time, probably to some degree to everyone every day. But if you allow their words to control your emotions because there's power in words, then people will control you. But if you say, no, I'm not going to allow their attitudes and their words to control me, but I'm going to speak the word concerning myself, I'm going to say about myself what God says about me. If they say that you're a mess, I say I'm a new creation. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am who God says I am. I have what God says I have, and I can do what God says I can do. If because of my uh, upbringing or perhaps people around me, I've come to believe that I can't, then I choose to believe what God's Word said, and He said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Anytime you have something before you that you've never done, then it takes a spirit of faith to do it. So you have to have a vision in your heart, and you have to refuse to side in with your natural mind, and your mind says that you can't. Never take the attitude about life that you can't. Now, because of priority, you may choose not to, but there's nothing you cannot do. Don't speak the words, I can't. Don't excuse yourself with those kinds of words. Why? Because you're building a consciousness in your life. You're framing, first you're going to frame your mind with your words. 
See, sometimes your associations have caused you to think a certain way because you've listened and you believed and you bought into what people say about you or say about life or say about the world or say about others. See, you, you've formed your opinions by what people have said, even about other people. But choose to believe God and believe the best of people. Now, if you're waiting for everybody to be like you, that would be a sad day for all of us, wouldn't it? <laughs> no, I trust that we're all growing and changing. We want to be like Him. Our goal is to be like Jesus is to trim off the flesh, trim off things out of our lives that are not pleasing to God. And so we want to maintain a spirit of faith about who we are in Christ, have a spirit of faith about others. Paul said it this way, I know nothing among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Now, he was talking to people that he also corrected. But he believed beyond their failures. So you got to believe beyond the failures of your wife you got to believe beyond the failures of your husband. you got to believe beyond the failures of your children or your parents. Because everybody has a negative side. Everybody has done some things that are not pleasing to God and certainly not pleasing to you. Right? But you have to maintain a spirit of faith and an attitude of faith in life concerning people. You need to have a spirit of faith and an attitude of faith concerning things that you have to do in life. And have a spirit of faith so that you can dream beyond the present. Some people live in a survival mode just to get by today. You know, people that live in a survival mode just to get by today or just to get through this day all the time don't dream very big. So you have to have a spirit of faith about what is in front of you, what you have to do, what you have to accomplish right now, but at the same time, maintain a spirit of faith that, that has vision for your future, that lifts your sights above the present. Believe beyond the present so that you can create something in your future that you're not experiencing today. People who are just just out to maintain and just to get by for the day, tend to be negative. Just touch your neighbor and say, is that you? <laughs> they tend to be negative. They be, tend to be down on life and down uh, uh, on, on their job and down on their wife and down on themselves. And they're not speaking up. They're speaking down. Negative. Well, it doesn't take very much of a person to speak negative. It doesn't take much character to speak negative, but it takes a spirit of faith and, and, and care, have some character about you. When things aren't looking good, you're not living by what you see. You're living by faith, and you're walking by faith, and you're believing God that things are going up. Things are looking up. Things are changing around you. The scenery is about to change. Praise God. Frame your world. Speak right words. Put into your children a spirit of faith. You want them to grow up with a spirit of faith. You want to build an atmosphere in your home that has the spirit of faith. We can do all things through Jesus Christ. Now, of course, your children might want to do all things. And you might have to say, I choose not to do that thing. I know I could, but I choose not to today. Praise the Lord. 
So you have to make choices, and there are priorities in life. But have a spirit of faith in your home. Have a spirit of faith concerning your relationship with your spouse. Have a spirit of faith when you go to work. Don't go to work dreading going. You say, what if you have to deal with some real, some real tough situations today? Well, praise God. God's working it out. Hallelujah. God's on your side. And if God be for you, who or what can be against you? No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. What if they're speaking uh, wrong about you? They're saying things that are not true. Well, every, every tongue that rises against you in judgment shall be condemned. It's going to be okay. The truth will be revealed. When it's all said and done, you are on the winning side. When it's all said and done, you'll be on the top. Because God says you're the head, not the tail. You're above and not beneath. You're a person of authority. Glory to God. You have authority over the devil. You have authority over your own flesh. You have authority over your own mind. You have authority to speak the right words so you can choose the words that you speak. You have authority to control some things in your life. Did I say you control everything? No, I didn't say you control everything. Number one, you don't control your wife. You don't control your husband. I know you've tried. It didn't work, did it? If you could, you would, but you can't, so you ain't. Hallelujah. Just forget it. Not good English. Just get it. You don't control people. You can't control people. You can't even control people that you pay their salary. You can fire them, but you can't control them. Right? You don't control people. You control the spirit of darkness that comes against your life. You have authority over the devil. You have authority over your own life, your own flesh, your own mind, and you have authority over your own words. You don't control somebody else's destiny. You control yours. Praise God forever. So what you say is framing your world. What kind of world are you living in? If you want to make a move, you're going to have to change what you say. Praise God. How many would like to move in a better house? Sure you would. You know, sometimes if you're renting a house, you need to believe God that you're going to buy your own house. You'd rather pay your own mortgage than somebody else's, right? Believe God. Whatever level of faith you're on, whatever you need in life, apply your faith. Faith works. The Scripture says by love. Works. Emphasize works. Faith works. How does faith work? He just told us. He framed the world by his words. So if you don't like the world you're living in, if you don't like the things that you're, uh, uh, you're experiencing in your life, then change it by your words. Change it by your faith. Your faith will change the atmosphere. Now let's go to Mark 11 and verse 22. Jesus speaking said, answered and saith unto them, have faith in God. So he said for them to have faith commanded them to have faith. Well, if he commanded them to have faith, he's commanding you to have faith, isn't he? Have faith in God. Then he tells them how faith works. In verse 23, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever, 
So everybody say, that means me. So you qualify. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now, Jesus said, this is the word, these are the words of Jesus. He said, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Well, if Jesus said, you shall have whatsoever he, you say, then whatever you have is what you said. So if you don't like what you have, then you need to change what you're saying. Change your words. If you want to change the scenery. Because he said, whosoever says to the mountain. Some people, they live with the mountain. Some people, they like the mountains. Some people have a whole mountain range. Some people are constantly looking at the mountains. But he said, speak to the mountain. Now, in the natural, I like mountains. But... I don't want these kind of obstacles to stay in my course. I want the mountain removed. He said, if you'll say to the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and do not doubt in your heart, but believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Hebrews says, hold fast to the confession of your faith without wavering. So you have to maintain a spirit of faith in the face of the mountain. When the obstacle is there and it stares at you, it talks back to you. How many have figured that out? It talks to your mind. What you see talks to you. And so when it's talking to you, you got to talk back. But talk back in faith. Praise God forever. I said talk back in faith. And say what you believe. Jesus said, this is the way it works. This is the way faith works. Have faith in God. Say unto the mountain, be removed, be, be cast into the sea. Don't doubt it in your heart, but believe that what you say will come to pass. What you say will come to pass. So if you believe it and you say it, he said it'll happen. And you'll have whatever you say. So how does faith grow? Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So if you say, well, I don't have faith. Well, I would beg to differ, because the Bible says that God has dealt to every man, Romans chapter 12, verse 3, God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Every believer in Jesus Christ has faith. That's how you got saved. You wouldn't be saved if you didn't have faith. So if you're saved, if you're born again, God's given you the measure of faith. So everybody has the measure of faith. You just have to develop what you have. Use what you got and say to the mountain. If you need more faith, which we all need to grow in faith, then meditate on the Word. Hear the Word preached. Hear the Word taught. Meditate upon these things. Give yourself to the Word. Read the Bible. Hear the Word. And let the Word get down on the inside of you, and it produces faith. Whatever you need in life. Get the word concerning that particular thing. If you need faith concerning your health and your healing, then meditate on healing scriptures. You don't get faith for healing. Meditating on prosperity scriptures. 
You get faith for healing, meditating on healing, healing scriptures. Or meditating just on peace scriptures or joy scriptures. Get scriptures that apply to the thing you're believing for. What do you need? What is your focus of faith? Then get scriptures that apply to that particular area of your life. And if you'll apply the word to that area of your life, then the word will work mightily in your life because the word produces faith. But faith that is unspoken is not productive. So you can't just say, I believe. He said, you've got to say to the mountain. Everybody say, say. Say Say to the mountain. He says, you'll have what you say. So change what you're saying, and you'll change what you have. Believe it in your heart. Say it with your mouth, and you'll see it. Believe it in your heart. Say it with your mouth, and you'll have it. Well, if you have it, then you'll see it. God said it, and he saw it. God said it, and he saw it. If you'll say it, you'll see it. But see, here's what people do. They say it. Oh, I believe. I believe. And they say it. And then in the next hour, they're saying something contrary to what they just said. So you have to guard your mouth. Because what, what happens is this world and the natural pulls on your natural reasoning. And causes you to think, well, I'm not seeing much happen. Well, that's not the issue. Your faith will produce a result. You have to believe it, stay with your confession, hold fast to your confession, and stay on course. When you have a vision, you have to stay with it. What are you doing? You're building your life. You're framing your world. You're making something out of nothing. Glory be to God. How many believe you can make something out of nothing? (laughs) Through faith. Now let's go over to James. James 3 and verse 2. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man and able also to bridle the whole body. He said, if you can control your tongue, if you don't offend in in word, you're like a perfect man and you're able to bridle your whole body. So if you can control your tongue, you can control your body. Now, your body is made up to try to control you. There's an element called the flesh that works in your body. It's not just skin. It's an element of sin that works in your flesh that endeavors to control you or restrict you or uh, control your life, keep you from moving forward in God. But if you'll get the right words in your mouth, then your flesh or your body will not control you. You will control it. Paul said it this way in in Corinthians. He said, I keep my body under. Who is I? I am a spirit. I'm created in the image of God. I have God's life on the inside of me. I'm a new man created in Christ Jesus. He said, I keep my body under. I bring it into subjection. Listen, when I preach to others, I myself should be a castaway. So you control your body, but how do you control your body? You control it with your tongue. Now let's look at verse 3. Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouths that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. You put a bit. Horses were not born with bits in their mouth. Horses were born with a tongue, but not bits. They weren't born with bits in their mouth. You put a bit in your mouth. Spiritually, you have to put the word in your mouth. You have to start 
saying what you want in life. Instead of saying what you have, say what you believe you receive. Don't just go by what you see and what you feel. If you go by your emotions, I understand they're real. I understand what you see is real, but I also understand how you can change what you see and what you feel. Your emotions are changeable. If you keep talking about the negative side of your emotions, you're going to remain negative. But if you'll say what God says about you, your emotions will change. If you'll say what God says about your body, your body will change. If you'll change what you say about your life, your actions will change. Look at verse 4. Behold also the ships, though they be so great, and are driven of fierce winds, yet they are turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth or wills. A ship is turned with a very small helm. Controls the whole ship. So you have a big a world out here and a big life that you're endeavoring to live, but how do you control it? How do you direct your life? You do it with your tongue. Verse uh, 5, Even so the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. So your tongue is going to direct you in God's will, or it's going to direct you away from God's will. It's going to direct you according to God's word in your life, or it's going to direct you outside of God's word in your life. Your words determine your direction. Your words determine your destination. Not everyone fulfills their destiny and arrives at their destinations, but your words can take you there. If you want to arrive at your destination. If you want to fulfill your destiny, you have to, first of all, determine what you want. What is your dream? What is your vision? What is your desire? What is your hope? And believe and speak. Say what you believe. When you believe it in your heart and say it with your mouth, what you're doing is you're directing your course in the will and the plan and the purpose of God. You will fulfill your destiny if you speak all the way to your destination. If you maintain a spirit of faith all the way to the end of that faith project, what God has put in your heart, what is a dream? God will enable you to fulfill your dream, finish your course, and have joy in the race. Praise God forever. God wants you to keep the pace. He wants you to finish your race with joy. So keep your tongue. Speak the word, speak boldly, maintain the spirit of faith, and you'll arrive at your destination and you'll finish your destiny in Jesus' name. Amen. For those of you watching the broadcast today, we want you to know that Jesus has a plan for your life. He has a plan for your future, and he wants his best will to be accomplished in your life. Today, I encourage you to accept Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life. Would you pray a simple prayer with me? Just say, oh God. I come to you today. I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He died for my sin, and that you raised Him again. I confess Jesus as Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, you are saved. You're a child of God, and God is your Father. We invite you to call us at the number on the screen. We want to send your book free of charge, no obligation on your part. Give us a call today. God bless you. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Words have the ability to destroy life or to build and create life.
What mountain are you climbing with your words? The wrong words can have a devastating effect.